Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Hello, mate. <laughs> Hello, Governor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 66 of Parenting in Real Life. Welcome. Where do you put the emphasis? It's like not Berry Farm. Is it parenting in real life or parenting in real life? I think it's parenting, parenting in real life, right? Uh, Emphasize the parenting. Yes, Alan and I. <laughs> so since I grew up in California, we say Knott's Berry Farm. We emphasize the berry because it's a berry farm. All of farm. those Knott's farms you have to keep straight. We're just if you just say Knott's Berry Farm, we're like, which Knott's farm? <laughs> I don't know. She emphasized knots. So the very is emphasizing what kind of farm it is. But when I married into the family, Alan's family says knots berry farm. They like emphasize the knots and it just sounded so weird to me. I'm like, wait, that's no that's not how you say it. To me, the only way you can justify the emphasis on berry is if there's loads of knots farms and you're trying to emphasize which one. Well, there's lots but of But I think the case is there's lots farms. of berry farms and you're trying to emphasize Knots. So <laughs> you don't know. He didn't I don't know. There. I only <laughs> lived in California for six months yeah. <laughs> and graduated from college with a brain. <laughs> just kidding. That's fine. It's not a big deal. It's not like a big marriage fight that we have. It's not a fight. It's just something you like to bring angry. up. I feel angry. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> I just kidding. I've never felt angry. Except for kids. Um <laughs> Real life parenting moment. The first one, I was just a quote that I, it was something that I heard Gabby say, and we have another one after this. So we're going to do two today. So the first what? one, we were, um, the kids were playing on a playground and they were running around and they were coming down a slide. And Cammie was the last one off the slide and she gets off the slide and she stands up and yells, I don't want to be the mom if you keep running away. <laughs> and I was like, preach. Preach, Cammie. <laughs> Never were truer words spoken. <laughs> like I feel that all the time. I don't want to be mom if you guys keep running Especially away. Especially bedtime. <laughs> Today I was just like, nobody leave their room. Our kids are always running away during bedtime. It is the most frustrating thing ever. Stay here so I can whoop your butt. <laughs> um, the second one, so that was making fun of our kids a little bit. This one's making fun of us a lot of it. <laughs> so two times this last week. Like two days in a row, it was right next to each other. We forgot that we had five kids. <laughs> we've had five kids for almost three years now, but uh, I'll tell my first one. So I feel like bad. the first one is my fault. The second one's kind of your fault. So everybody's fault. I don't know why that one's more my fault but <laughs> because you were in charge. Of the kids I'm certainly that one. <laughs> not guilty of the first one. The first in one fact, was I all. Saved the first one was all me. So we went oh i was picking up chloe from gymnastics and i had jack and lucy in the car with me and i picked her up and i came home and everyone hopped out of the car and we went inside and i was finishing dinner and i put it all on the table i'm like okay time to eat and alan goes where's lucy <laughs> just dawned on me like oh shit <laughs> she's still in the car <laughs> yeah and so 
We, I mean, this was only, it was literally only 10 minutes and it, it's tops cool. an hour. No, tops 10 minutes. Hour. It's cool outside. So it wasn't any in danger of her safety. We just, I went outside and all the doors were shut. We opened the door. She's just sobbing. And, and Alan's like, did mom forget you? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> so sad. It was so sad. And so it, it scarred us and we'll never do it again. No, I think I just, I just got distracted with everyone hopping on the car. I think someone was asking me questions and I just. Well, and also sometimes Chloe's good at unbuckling Jack because both Lucy and Jack can't unbuckle themselves. Yeah. But Chloe sometimes now remembers to help Jack out. Yeah. So I'm sure Jack was coming. Chloe was coming. And so you didn't think like, oh, I have these kids to get out because one had gotten out. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing where like once it happens, you would never do that again. Until the next day. Literally the next day. (laughs) We go to the park. We ha- we're having dinner at the park, and everybody gets out. The kids are playing at the playground. I look over. I'm like, okay, one, two, three, four. We've got all our kids. You know, you do the little count in your head stuff. We're sitting down to eat and cutting up a Subway sandwich, and I cut it up and gave everybody a piece, and I was like, there's still a ton of sandwich left. This is amazing. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> totally forgot we had five kids. This time it was Jack. <laughs> So this wasn't the same kid twice, but Jack straight up locked in the car, well, doors he, shut. He was asleep. So he didn't, because usually he would say something, you know, like, oh, get me out or whatever. But he had fallen asleep in the car. And so I think because he didn't say anything. And again, sometimes kids help unlock and buckle kids. So bad. Them. That's the end of the podcast. Not just this podcast, <laughs> the podcast, because we can tell you nothing about being a good parent. <laughs> so, was a, I mean, hopefully that's help encouraging to some people but <laughs> even after you've had five kids for almost Especially three years if you only have two kids and you forget in the car you're trash <laughs> that you still make mistakes and still things still happen so. <laughs> oh man yep that was bad but that counting thing is real like when i'm at the park or anywhere in public and i have kids like i'm constantly counting to five one two three four five one two three four five five oh, four five over and over again like making sure i have all kids like i feel like i'm a lifeguard like where you're always scanning same thing just always scanning and counting all the kids (laughs) so i just want to give a quick mention since thanksgiving is the next holiday i'm going to be putting a thankful turkey freebie on my website um what does this mean we do a thankful turkey every year where we have a little turkey and we put feathers and write what we're thankful for every day. And so I was just going to make a printout and put it on my website that you can have access to. Um, I'm hoping to get that up next week since November is next week, but I'll let you know for sure. And when that's up, you can just go to my website screen and you can grab it. It's not an actual turkey. It's just a picture of a turkey. Just a picture. It's going to be like circles and feathers type thing, you know, legal me to throw that in there. (laughs) Um, All right. So it's been an interesting week. Our kids had, because they have Fridays off now because COVID, and then they had a week off because of fall break, and then they had Monday off because why not? It was a grade submittal day. I'm like, really? We couldn't do that during the whole week off of for fall break? Don't get her started. But a lot of time off school. Kids, I think, were like, I thought they were excited to go back. It had been a long time since they'd seen their friends and whatever. So... Come Tuesday morning, I thought everybody would be running out the door, fine as can be, and they weren't. One of our children that goes to school was the hottest of messes. 
and we handled it awesome. So we're going to tell you about how awesome to handle it. <laughs> we we did not handle it. Very Alexis well. exploded, and then she's like, "I exploded." This kid's not going, so I exploded, and then she exploded, and then I exploded one more time for good measure, and so we solved it. No, we we discovered. I don't know that I realized this about this child, but we discovered that this kid has some anxiety more than I thought because they're so happy go lucky. They've never showed signs of anxiety before. Um, this child has some perfectionist um, tendencies that I've noticed, but not anxiety. And so this, when this happened, this event that is spurring this conversation happened, it was confusing to us. Like we didn't realize what was going on. And so we Googled it. It's called acute sudden onset anxiety. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I made that all up. Except the anxiety part. I think that's real. This is anxiety. So, so yeah, this kid he didn't want to go to school. Or I guess if I say there he, he, oh, we have two it. he's, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the he's is really being a nunk. He didn't want to go to school, and he was crying and screaming and insisting that he didn't have to go to school. And we were asking why he didn't want to go, and he was giving us reasons that just didn't really make sense, like. I don't want to go because it's too cold outside and I don't want to have to wear a jacket and I hate wearing jackets. And we're like, wait, what? We live in Utah. Like, yeah. and then we, and we lived in Wisconsin before this. We've always lived in cold States. Like this is always a thing for us. And I hate school, which he had never said, like he's really liked this year. And yeah, I hate school and I don't want to go. And, and we're like, wait, what is happening? And so I think that was the hardest part is like, he was saying these things that just uh, never happened before. And he didn't want to go to school. So we didn't know what to do. I mean, our kids ride the bus. He was literally digging in the seals. We were trying to physically push him out the door. <laughs> he, would, he was he just, just like sat on the doormat in front of the door. He's like, I'm not going. And he's crying. And all the kids are standing there like, are, are we going without him? Like, what, <laughs> what should we do? And so we're it just rough. like, just go, just go guys. And so I'm like, okay, I told him like, you just need to go upstairs for a minute. I need some time to like figure out what is happening here. After a lot of discussions and emailing teachers and trying to figure things out, we realized he's having anxiety. Right. And that, and he was struggling to put words to it. And so he was lying about it. Yes. Not, not because I think he was trying to lie, but because I just don't think he knows why he feels nervous because it hasn't changed. And all of a sudden he's feeling stressed and nervous and nervous. Nervous. <laughs> um, yeah. So he was making up things to us about things that were happening at school and that's what he was nervous about. And then, so I emailed his teacher and I was like, Hey, what's going on here? And she's like, no, that didn't happen. And so then she pulled him out in the hall and was like, Hey, you know, what's going on? And then he started making up stuff about what's going on at home. And she emailed me back and she's like, he said this. I'm like, well, that's not happening either. So after I told him, I'm like, okay, we, we know that you're making up stories and he did confess to that, but I'm like, are you, are you just feeling nervous about stuff? And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, it's okay to just feel nervous about things in general. You know, like he didn't have something specific, but it was just school in general. I thought it was interesting. So he's in a dual immersion Chinese class and he actually loves the Chinese part and it's the English that he's struggling in. But I was talking to my friend today and she, her kids used to be at a different school that had dual immersion. Her kids weren't involved in it, but she said that about this time every year, they called it the French flu because it was the French dual immersion. She said right around this year, a lot of kids would be saying that they were sick and staying home and, and feeling overwhelmed and stuff like that. I think just around this time is when kind of 
because the English portion is, is more accelerated and they feel stressed. So either they feel stressed about the accelerated English or they feel stressed about the learning a new language. Mm. And so then they start feeling all, all of that pressure and overwhelm. And she said they get over it. You know, it's just for some reason around this time of year, it just seems to pile up on them. So I thought that was interesting. Cool. This isn't our first time talking about anxiety in kids because it's a thing. Mm-hmm. with kids in general and definitely with our kids. So episode 29 is a good one. We talked about an article, gave some tips for kids with anxiety. Um, or you can go back to episode 35 and that's separation anxiety for younger kids. And this was kind of like the intersection of those two things, I feel like. Yeah. Well, we thought it'd be good to revisit the topic because... Um, it's been three years? It was three years ago that we talked about we that. We were podcasting three years ago? We were podcasting four years ago. What are we even doing here? <laughs> How is this still a technology? Why aren't we flying yet? <laughs> so I thought if if you want to go back uh, and listen, especially to episode 29, that has some really great tips. Um, I think we have like 10 tips on there um, from a, a specific article. So we're just kind of going to gloss over like the beginning portion of that. But I thought today we could focus more on how to identify anxiety in your children just because it looks so different than maybe what you would expect. Um, so it can be a variety of things. It can look like an anxiety attack. And that's the obvious one, right? Like where right. you feel like, oh, they're having anxiety. Hyperventilating, freaking out. Yeah. Losing their mind. Yeah. Hyperventil- or just like it's so worried or kind of like where things that weren't actually happening, happening, you know, yeah. like thinking things will happen that maybe aren't and aren't realistic, you yeah. know? It can also be like physical things like stomach aches. It can show up as tantrums, crying, screaming, in our case, not wanting to go to school or do other things that they used to like. Um, it can be sadness. They can feel ice. They can isolate themselves. Just hide. It can be fatigued. They're tired all the time. They can't concentrate. They're asking tons of questions. So that makes it hard. Yeah. That's, <laughs> so I if think your that's... kid is being a kid, they could have anxiety. <laughs> Uh, and I, I think that's the hardest thing is like recognizing where all, these things are just things that kids do. Um, but hopefully you'll notice like patterns that you see your kid doing that maybe their behavior changes. Like where our kid, he um, liked school and then all of a sudden didn't like school, you know. So I think that might be a good way too, to just see like if they had a lot of energy, but now they seem really tired, you know, like mm-hmm. stuff maybe as yeah, they're at change. Yeah. That change. was what like eventually made sense with this kid is they have liked school so much in the past and all of a sudden it was paralyzing for them. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to take a quick break. So I mentioned before in episode 29 that I used to have anxiety attacks when I was a kid. Um, And for me, I would feel anxious going to school in the first few hours of school, but I was fine by the afternoon. And this is the same with this child. He comes home happy, fine, no no problem at all. It's just the starting school that's the hard part, which can also make it hard to identify for parents because they come home from school, no big deal, right? And Mm -hmm. he's ready to go play and whatever. And had a great day. Yeah. Love school. And you ask him, like, how was your day? It was great. And he shows me all the stuff that he did. But then in the morning, he's stressed about going, right. you know. Um, but I remember when I was in sixth grade and I had a meeting with my mom and my teachers. And 
um, my morning teachers all knew that I had this anxiety and I was having these anxiety attacks with my sixth period teacher. She had no idea but because by the end of school, I was totally fine. And so anxiety isn't necessarily either like an all day thing. It could just be portions of the day, you know, and it can change throughout the day. I had some anxiety as a kid too. Mine were less about perfectionism because I'm not a perfectionist and more about like irrational fears. So I had a lot of irrational fears um, that I've told, talked about before, but it uh, definitely getting it from both sides. Plenty of, and maybe, I don't know. Anxiety is a hard one. Does everybody, doesn't everybody have anxiety about I mean, something like to some degree? Yeah. Aren't you messed up if you aren't nervous about stuff? <laughs> well, I think there's a difference between like being nervous and like having anxiety, right? Cause yeah. usually anxiety, like you, it's hard to push it aside. It kind of takes over where being nervous, you kind of, yeah. work through it right yeah but it's kind of like a spectrum like yeah. we're all a little bit this way yeah and some things in some situations just push most of us i would argue mm-hmm. over an edge but some people obviously like struggle with it more mm-hmm. so i re-listened to um that episode that we did and i really loved uh the first part so i thought we would just review that really fast um that article talked about the feel method f-e-e-l and it's an acronym So these are just the things to help your kid if they are showing some anxiety. So F is for freeze, pause, and take some deep deep breaths with your child. Deep breathing can help reverse the nervous system response. E is empathize. Anxiety is scary, and your child wants to know that you get it. And so feel for them. Tell them it's normal. Tell them it's okay to feel those ways. Eventually, after... We did it the wrong way. I think we were good at this. And it was helpful for him to feel like, oh, it's okay to be nervous. I don't have to make up a story. Mm-hmm. I can just feel nervous and not explain it. Yeah. The second E is evaluate. So once your child is calm, once we were all calm, it's time to figure out some possible solutions and to work with your kid. I have a couple of things um, that we'll share that we're trying with this kid. Um, so we'll get there in a second. And then let go. Specifically, let go of your guilt. You're an amazing parent, giving your child the tools to manage their worry. <laughs> I think they were forcing the feel thing because otherwise it was fee. And so they had to throw in an L or made it weird. <laughs> but you are an amazing parent if that's what you need to hear. I don't feel like that's helpful for me. <laughs> I think some people blame it on themselves. I do right? too. But some stranger telling me that they're you're an amazing parent is like, the heck if you know. <laughs> You don't know me, right? (laughs) So I made a list of some of the things that we're trying with our kid to kind of help them get through this. Because I I do think it's really important to give them those tools to help because this could be something that he deals with his whole life or it just could be something he deals with as a kid. Like we just don't really know. So, um, but it is important to help him when he has moments like this to be able to work through it um, so that he can, you know, thrive rather than be crippled by this anxiety i think that's huge is you got over it right you figured out coping methods yeah and now it's like you don't have it right like it's right. flared up a couple times in intense situations yeah but but i can recognize it now and like find ways to get out of it yeah usually. but for the most part i would say anxiety is not something you deal with a lot yeah so some things we're trying um 
I gave him a picture of our family to look at. I was like, do you want like a picture that you can have in your backpack to just remind you of home and stuff like that? And he thought that sounded like a good idea. So we did that. Did he ever look at it? I don't know. I wanted to ask him, but we put it in his backpack this morning. So we can see if that helped him. We asked the girls. He has older sisters at school. And so we asked them to reach out and say hi and make sure, you know, that they were nice to him if they saw him at school. I think it's just comforting to see someone you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. For me, when I had a panic attack at school, I ran outside and saw my sister. I was like, oh, I guess I'm fine. Yeah. So it was just good to see a familiar face. Um, Before we went to school, so I drove him to school this morning because he missed the bus. And so... I was like, okay, let's do some jumping jacks and run in place. Let's just like get some blood flowing. And then I asked him what his favorite song was right now. Um, and we could listen to it on the way to school. And he picked the happy song, which I felt like was super fitting. If you haven't heard this, it's by Imogen Heap. And it's, Alan said it's. Did we talk about this song? I don't think, I think so. we did. Did we talk about this song? Yeah, it's great. Oh, apparently it's proven to like make people happier. Yeah. I don't understand the whole thing. But somebody <laughs> said it was like scientifically they, they like they use science to write the like perfect make kids happy song and it has proven to make kids happier than other music or something so if you haven't heard that song go listen to it because it's really great it'll make you happy there's a book called the kissing hand that cammy or one of our kids got as they were starting preschool it's supposed to help with separation anxiety mm-hmm. it's like you kiss their hand and then if they ever feel lonely they can put their hand on their face and it's like you're kissing them again or something just to like take a piece of home with you. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Um, and like I mentioned, I emailed his teacher just to talk about what's happening. And um, I felt like she also made an interesting point. She said since school ended at home last year and where the kids spent a couple months at home, it's been hard for first graders to adjust to all day school because kinder- kindergarten in Utah is only half day. So they went from half day Good to morning. home to nothing for months and then going back to all day. Cause he has said like, Oh, school's so long. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it, it feels long to him cause yeah. he's not used to that. So that could also. And like splitting it between two classes, which in teachers, which probably you probably end up having like a favorite part. Right. And so, yeah. Look for friends at school. So look for people um, that, you know, are like safe places. I think even as a kid, not everybody is that, right? Like you have kids that you just sit by, but others that you like play with at recess and like, and so find them and talk to them. And I think just having open conversations with your kid about it, you know, letting them express their feelings and seeing how they're doing and if they're doing better or worse or what you need to adjust and just help them feel better about their anxiety. Yep. And deep breathing, teaching them to, like sometimes when you do get like in true full-blown panic attack, you're breathing too fast, which means you're not getting oxygen, which means you can't think. And so just breathing helps. Mm-hmm. So hopefully what we talked about today will help you be able to identify if your child has some anxiety and maybe some tools to help them and definitely go back to episode 20, episode 29 for the rest of those tools um, to really help your kid work through that. Yep. Yeah. It, I think for most kids, this is something that with tools, you can get through it. I think others will need medication or counseling or whatever. And those are great too for extreme cases. But mm-hmm. I think for a lot of us, like I say, I think we're all on the spectrum of anxiety. And so 
having good tools to manage anxiety is great and dealing with it young is nice because the stakes are low. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, go back and listen to those other pro- episodes if you want more detail. Um, but hopefully this helps. Thanks everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you found some helpful tips. You can follow us and should follow us on Instagram at PIRL podcast or Lorkeet sisters. You can tweet us. I'm at Alan T. Tanner. And I'm at Alexis Tanner 1. You can also find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash P-I-R-L. And please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, give us a rating. We, I think, generally are found because people either search parenting or people tell other people about it. So if you know a parent that you think could benefit from laughing a little bit about parenting and maybe learning some things about parenting, share our podcast. That's where, how I find all the podcasts I listen to is by people saying, oh, this is good. So anyways, podcasts are becoming more popular. I heard someone today just be like, oh, you should listen to this podcast, you know? So when people are asking, hey, what's a good parenting podcast? Get a little plug in. Mm -hmm. That'd be great. Thanks. (laughs) We appreciate it. And as always, a special thanks to our five kids for being kids. (laughs) 